0: Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. This is a podcast about the amazing people who attend La Jolla Presbyterian Church in La Jolla, California. Season 1 focused on our fabulous staff, and Season 2 is focusing on some of the fantastic people who attend our wonderful church. I have two of those amazing people in the studio today, William and Jennifer Adams. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having us. so happy to have you guys on. So, um, this podcast is all about getting to know people in the congregation better. So if you guys would just start us out, uh, telling us a little bit about yourselves, uh, who you are, where you're from, what you do, a little about your family, how you grew up and you're going to each have to share. So one of you, one of you can start and then the all other. All right. Well, so, well, I okay, can go Jennifer's first. first.
1: Um, so I am, we both are, but I'm a native Southern Californian. Um, I was born in West L.A., um, kind of moved around the L.A. area. Uh, So my parents divorced when I was three. So born in West L.A., then I lived with my mom in Burbank for a few years. She got remarried. um, And so then I have a little sister who's eight years younger than me from that remarriage. um, And then shortly, or actually, I guess it was before my sister was born. But anyways, uh, we moved to Simi Valley. So that's where I grew up for most of my schooling years, Mm -hmm. um, as it were. And um, then moved to San Diego for college, I went to UCSD, um, ended up kind of was torn thinking I might be an engineer, but not knowing what that meant. So um, very quickly took one look at an aerospace engineering textbook and went, uh, nope, and (laughs) (laughs) veered towards biology because I'd really liked AP Bio and and kind of never looked back. Mm. So um, now I actually still work at UCSD, I sort I never left um started working in a lab my senior year of college mm. ended up turning that into a master's degree and still work in that same lab lab 12 or so years later wow um so yeah i've been with the same two husband and wife professors for a long time nice um and now i manage the lab and still do some research so very cool what That's what are you researching right now uh so i work with this little microscopic Nematode. It's a worm uh, called a s- nematode. Yes, and and that's um, the like scientific so that, name so for the worm. So that's probably the class, uh, kingdom, phyla, class, order, <laughs> genus, species. I, I always get yes, the, yes. the order wrong. Anyways, it's somewhere up. That's the chain. okay, Miss Scientist. <laughs> I, I some, the order wrong. Some biologist you are. <laughs> We're all in trouble, world. <laughs> Anyway, it's somewhere it. up I the chain. T- t- no, it's, we trust you. Okay. So it's it's a nematode, but um, yeah. So the the genus and species is *Cenorhabditis elegans*, oh. but nobody likes to say *Cenorhabditis*, so we always abbreviate it C. Okay. But I have to explain that because otherwise, then people think it means like sea, like the ocean. Okay. So, anyways, they're little roundworms. Um, they're they're a millimeter in length, so they're mm. super super tiny. Yeah. Um, but they grow on little petri dishes, and um, yeah, they're they're really just very simple um, model organisms mm. with a little over a thousand cells in the adult stage. And so we can do a lot of basic biology. Yeah. And what do genetics you, where do you things. see
0: these worms in the natural world? Uh,
1: so normally you'd find them in like soil and mm-hmm. rotting fruit and things like that. Um, so they're, they're kind of decomposers, but they, they have a very particular temperature range. So you tend to find them more in like tropical zones. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot found in Hawaii and mm-hmm. things like that. So, and so, what do you do with them? Um, mostly gen- them. genetic experiments. So we um, we look at like mutant variations that have um, uh, defects in one particular gene or protein mm-hmm. um, that's missing, and then look at like you know, or make different combinations. And so we'll look at um, genetic interactions of different genes. Most of them have human homologs. A lot of well, there are some that don't actually. Right now, my newer projects, a lot of them don't, because it's very particular to the the exterior layer of the worm, which mm-hmm. is kind of specific. But they're all collagen genes, and mm-hmm. I, I tend to work on things that are extracellular, which not which a lot means... of biologists. It, so outside the cell, uh-huh, right? Most right, of, right? Most of most of living organisms is made up of cells, but then there's all this space in between those cells, and so you need to have these networks of proteins and Mm. things that that kind of keep everything together, Um, and they're pretty important, but they're really hard to study Mm -hmm. because a cell is self-contained, and so you can study things inside the cell, but once you go outside the cell, it's sort of this ethereal soup that nobody really quite knows how to tackle, so. And this is all for medical research? Um. Yes and no. Mostly no. Um, so basic biology (laughs) is sort of, we're getting a lesson here today. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Basic biology, um, sort of seeks to understand how things work. That's, Mm -hmm. that's really Mm -hmm. what biological sciences is, is just how does life work, um, at a fundamental level and the thing that you can't predict with medical sciences, right? So, um, with medical science you're looking at okay here's this disease how do we treat it but you don't know what's going to eventually contribute to that disease mm-hmm. and so you need people that are kind of doing the groundwork hmm. just figuring out how does life work in general mm. under normal circumstances or potentially under like problematic mm-hmm. circumstances but how how does that work and then you know it's 10 or 20 steps down the road where somebody's now got this very unique genetic disease and you're going, oh, shoot, we Hmm. know nothing about this. Oh, hey, look, somebody studied this in C. elegans and then maybe in mice and then maybe, you know, now we actually have some understanding of what we might do to treat this or, you know, so there's, it's, it's a lot of far steps from medical research, but, and sometimes it's not medical, especially with nematodes, um, there's a lot of people that look at it in terms of like there's parasitic nematodes. And so how do you actually fight against that? And how do you Mm. weaken their immune system or something like Mm. that? I feel like
0: I read about that with AIDS research and Mm -hmm. uh, the medication that they came up with finally, that it was based on a a different, what you're talking about, like a different science that had kind of laid the groundwork. And if that science had not laid that groundwork, they never would have been able to come up with this medication for AIDS. So there you go. Very cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for studying those little worms. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> All right, Will, what you got for us?
2: Um Well, nothing quite so interesting, oh, but...
0: Yes, William, I... sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you if I called him Will, I was just... going to say, oh, no, wait, William. <laughs> we're, we're calling him William, yes.
2: Uh, so I was born in Coronado. Uh, born and raised, pretty much lived there most of my life. Uh, went through Coronado High School, graduated 2001. Also went to UCSD. Mm-hmm. Um being three years older, I was probably there as a senior when mm-hmm. Jennifer was a freshman. Mm-hmm. To the best of my knowledge, we never met, I, I don't think. <laughs> it's a big campus. So it's a big campus. Um, I studied math, math secondary education. Uh, ended up going, staying there uh, for my teaching credential and graduated everything, master's uh, and teaching credential in 2007. Mm. Took a year off because it kind of burned me out. So I hung out and spent a year just doing what I wanted, relaxing, did a little travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried to get a job and 2008 was you know, the economic crash. So ended up taking another year off <laughs> almost before I finally got a uh, long-term sub position at uh, La Jolla High. No. Yeah. No. Point Loma High. Sorry. <laughs> Point Loma High. Um so and so that was and I worked there for like three months just as a long term sub, and then started at La Jolla High my first full year of mm. teaching. Um,
0: I didn't know you taught at La Jolla High. What year was that?
2: 2010, ah, I think. Cool. 2009, 2010. Yeah. Um, but of course, again, still coming off of the economic crash, all the new teachers were always the ones who would get pink-slipped or excessed or whatever. And so I basically bounced my first five years from school to school. So I was at La Jolla High and then uh, half-time at Kearney High. Uh, And then I went back to Kearney High at at five-sixths, so (laughs) 0.83. And then I went to San Diego High for a year. Uh, And then I ended up at Sarah High in Tierra Santa, which is where I'm at now and have been for five years. Oh, great. This is my – I'm in my – fifth year now. And what do you teach there? Math. High school math. What? what, uh, Um, So it's the integrated math series, uh which is easiest to describe as a mesh of algebra, geometry, algebra two, and trig, Mm -hmm. and some stats and probability thrown in there as well. So it's just a big mesh of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it fits in what was originally algebra one, geometry, and algebra two, Mm -hmm. or intermediate algebra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Uh, one younger brother, uh, three years younger than me. And uh, so I don't work with worms, but he uh, – as kids, he I w- either was too lazy or couldn't pronounce William, and so it came out as William, oh, which then became Wim, which then he and my dad, as they got older, sort of turned into Worm. Oh. And, <laughs> and so when they were trying to get a hold of me, it would be, Worm, get over here. And so, yeah, that was one of my childhood nicknames. That... So
0: can we call you Worm? <laughs> like at church when we see you, can we yell, hey, Worm? <laughs>
2: I, I suppose you could.
0: <laughs> it's endearing. I, I'll
2: probably shake my head, but I would, I would ultimately answer.
0: Wormy, we could <laughs> Wormormy. say. Wormormy. <That's> sweeter, right? <laughs> that is so cute. they call you yeah. that uh, now, to this day? Once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. usually as a joke. Although my dad, uh, unfortunately, passed away mm. 12, 14 years ago. Uh, so he, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Mom still He's lives in Coronado. Oh. Eh, mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of different health problems. It was ultimately mm-hmm. cancer, unfortunately. Um, but my mom still lives uh, in the same house that I grew up in. Mm. Uh, and my brother lives uh, also in Coronado with his girlfriend and her family.
0: Mm. Not a bad place to visit.
2: Yeah. Or live yeah. or grow up. Yeah. I was my own little bubble.
0: Right. It is a nice spot. Yeah. Do you call him Worm, Jennifer? No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's probably nice. <laughs> I love it. So tell us
1: how you guys met and how long have you guys been married? Um, well, we've been married almost 14 months Mm -hmm. or 16 months. It's almost 16
2: months. Just (laughs) (laughs) not on the weekend. Uh, we're just, what's today? The 11th, right? So we're about four days shy of 16 months. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, but we actually met on an online dating site, um, called OkCupid. Um, and the funnier part is that we actually almost met two years before we actually met. Mm. So we started a conversation in 20 20- on OKCupid, on OkCupid. Oh, both mm-hmm. times I initiated the conversation, mm. but in 2014, yep. we had this like back and forth for a while. And I think it started with like scuba because he had these scuba photos on his mm-hmm. profile, and my sister was doing scuba up at college. And like, oh, hey, It's kind of interesting. But then the conversation just kind of died off. He, he didn't, he, like, he, he responded, like, and didn't ask any questions. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that was that. Um, I was
2: pretty new to the whole dating website world yes. at the time. So, so
1: then, sure enough, two years later, like, I, I always ran the same search that was, like, you know, Christian man over six feet tall. And I love so it. I love he, it. he popped up again. And I, of course, then didn't have any record of the previous conversation. Mm-hmm. So I just started up a completely new conversation about cribbage <laughs> this time and i had know, different we,
2: photos up too oh, so did.
1: we Wait, went okay. we went back and forth for for a little bit and and i had learned by then that you don't talk too long online before you actually plan a, a meetup, right because don't don't get too, you just don't want to get too invested ah, okay. in someone that you haven't met they're still a theoretical internet person right, at that right. point so eh. um As i was am- don't waste your time <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. right right don't
2: get emotionally invested right.
1: exactly right. yeah so, um, so we had planned to meet up, and I—I I don't remember. It probably a coffee date or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, I get like the day before, or so, this last minute, like, oh, you know, I think we're gonna have to like postpone because. I, I had some reaction to something and I'm in the hospital and my face is kind of blown up and, you know, whatever. And I was like, either he's really creative at making excuses and you blowing me off yeah, yeah. or, you know, maybe it's legit. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. So, you know, a couple weeks later, he's he's better. And, and so we actually managed to meet up. And so um, we, we met up at U, uh, UTC at the little gelato shop mm-hmm. and, and ended up like just talking for like three hours
2: wow. um, and that and then, initial excuse was the truth i had some sort of bee sting or something uh, on my <laughs> face that swelled the entire left fit, uh, side of my cheek up to my eye so, like that? Th- <laughs> probably a poor first impression <laughs> hi good to know i would have gotten points for uh for creativity though right,
1: right, i think so <laughs> So, anyways, the end of our the end of our first date. So he walks me into my car, and and you know, okay, yeah, this was fun. And then I I got my car and drove away, and I was like, I can't believe he didn't ask for my number. Oh,
0: that was so. Did you just like, forget? I, you just blanked. I, I I
1: thought we
0: had a good time, but yes. all right. What so, happened? What's the story? Well,
2: I don't even know why I didn't <laughs> ask for her a number. I just I, I knew I had a way to contact her via the website, and I was I'm a I'm a nervous first dater. Yes, and so I wanted to kind of compose myself and send her a message later, you know, without getting the no from if I asked for her number. Okay. She's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. So,
1: You didn't want to get rejected in person. Exactly. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. But anyway, so he, yeah, he did eventually message me. And so then, um, It was, we we actually met a week before my 30th birthday. Mm. So the following weekend, of course, I had all these plans with a bunch of friends and things for my birthday. And it was like, okay, well, but I do kind of want to see you again. So, um, so I, I managed to squeeze him in before church that week on Sunday, but, and so, so I was talking to a friend and, and she was like, oh, wind and sea's a nice, nice beach. You should, you should go there. So we actually met up down at wind and sea, um, before church and then he was going to I don't know, go see his mom in Coronado or something mm-hmm. afterwards. And, um, But, yeah, we met up. And I was, of course, by the end of the weekend of, you know, doing fun things with my friends, I was super sick. And so I, like, I, I gave him a heads up. I'm like, I'm still coming, but I kind of have a head cold. Mm. Um, but we had, we had a good time. And so we, you know, we had our first kiss on that beach. You did. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, Special yeah, it spot. was it was nice. So he kissed, yeah, he he kissed me even though I was sick. You know, so Aww. full disclaimer. <laughs> All right. He kissed me anyway, so he I, I knew he really liked William's me. William's but... nodding and smiling <laughs> a lot. You guys can't see that, but that's what he's
2: doing. Probably <laughs> turning red, maybe. I don't know. But
1: the, uh, yeah, the end of, the very end of that day, as we were saying goodbye, I go, oh yeah, I keep meaning to ask, do you, do you like to be called William or, or do you prefer prefer any of the nicknames uh-huh. and he, he goes, Oh, you know, Will or William is fine, but you can call me hey sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right. Babe. I love it. Oh, dear, that's so cute. The
2: non-boldness from not asking for her phone number
1: all came out on the second date, has one no. foul
2: swoop of a move. It's gonna work or it wasn't
1: and did it work? It did. It, it worked. was impressed. <laughs> <worked. laughs> you guys are so funny. I love it. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so All right. Awesome. So that was second date. That was yeah, second so then, date. I mean, we we dated for... No. 11 months. 11 months. Mm. Got engaged again on Windensea Beach. hmm Which really? we, di- we did not visit yeah. again, actually, between that second date until the day we got engaged.
0: So did you know he was going to propose?
2: Yeah, um, I'm a terrible what? hide. I... I uh, <laughs> I basically started with – she was having like a bad day a couple of days before or something. And I said, why don't we just plan a day just for the two of us to go hang out and do stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, the, she read right through that one.
1: <laughs> I tried to live in this little bubble of disillusionment. But, uh-huh. You know, it, it only goes so far. But
2: we went – so we, I kind of hit our spots from our first couple of dates. So we went and got gelato at UTC and then we went down to Windensea and oh, I think – I. Purpose. Oh, um, I re- okay I reversed yes, it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do wind and sea first, and then as a celebration, oh, went got nice, gelato. Nice. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah. Oh, so, so special. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess she said yes. <laughs>
2: she hummed That's and true. hawed, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Actually, I didn't I didn't even say the word yes. I said, of course I will marry you. <laughs> of course I will marry you. Yes. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, so is that a yes?
0: That
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how long were you guys engaged before the wedding? 15 months. 15, 15, months. 15 months. Yeah, engaged yeah. in so,
2: April, I believe, and then yeah. ma- married July yeah. 15th.
1: So it was Ooh. two years and two months from the day we met was mm-hmm. the wedding date uh-huh. very fun good story you
0: guys yeah uh and so jennifer you've been going to the church for a little while mm-hmm. and so when did you start coming to the church i
1: i can't exactly pinpoint it but somewhere after probably 2010 mm-hmm. in that the 2010 to 2012 range i'm not mm-hmm. I, I i sort of i church hopped a lot in, college and mm-hmm. and sort of I'd come a couple times here and there and I was I was actually at a Bible study um and it so happened that it wasn't even anybody in the Bible study but it was the roommate of the guy who was hosting it. His dad had formerly worked at the church and had done maintenance and mm. and said something about, you know, the parking garage and I was like, wait, there's a parking garage? <laughs> so that was the turning point and then that it was my regular church. But I don't know exactly timing so of the So once you found out we had a
0: parking garage you said I'm in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> well I liked it. I just didn't <laughs> like the parking. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah the parking was a pain. So you're like, wait, there's a place for me to
1: park? I'm there. Oh, yeah. So but so so we'll call it twenty eleven. That's okay. probably close enough. Yes, yes.
0: And you started attending when you guys started dating?
2: Shortly, by, by two, three months yeah, after. Maybe of. Once, once we started there. to realize, you know, there was definitely something here, mm-hmm. her next step was, was drag me to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that lovingly because it wasn't like really – it wasn't against my will. I grew up – you know, being in Coronado, we had over a dozen different churches, mm-hmm. one of which was Presbyterian Grand Memorial. And so that was where I grew up going to church. Oh. You know, I did – Coronado school system and I did the Coronado church so yeah. I went to Sunday school and youth group and and later you know like second service or whatever church and stuff um, and then and that continued through high school and into college and then I don't know fully understand all the politics behind the Presbytery and, and stuff but there was something about The Presbytery talking about maybe there's other ways to God besides Mm -hmm. Jesus, and certain churches started trying to leave the Presbytery, and our church decided to make a committee to discuss it. Your
0: church in Coronado? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so
2: so, uh, people left, and I kind of just fell along with that crowd, especially because at the time, two of my— Kind of role models. Um, they were youth group helpers, part like side leaders or, or co-leaders, uh, and then also later Bible study uh, leaders for um, you know college and, mm-hmm. and past college. Um, they they left, and so I figured, well, if they know what they're doing, yeah. you know, then mm-hmm. I, I can follow. And so then I tried a Baptist church down in Imperial Beach, mm-hmm. but that drive was too long, and yeah. I just started kind of stopped going yeah, for yeah. a number of years. I never I never yeah, stopped yeah. believing. Sure. I just stopped going to church, sure. you know? And then and so at least I had mm-hmm. 20 years, 18 years of mm-hmm. a church background, and so when she encouraged or said she wanted me to go with her one time and see what it was like, it, it, Maybe slight reluctance, but it wasn't like a like a no way, no how. Yeah. I'm never going to church type thing. That you may know, have
0: been a big step in the relationship. So <laughs> it would have, right.
2: and, and it would, and yeah. I was on, on our on my profile. I was marked Christian because, like right. I said, you know, I was. I grew up that way, and I never stopped my belief. Mm-hmm. I just stopped with the organized religion, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I came and enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know, and and basically. You know, it took me a little while to come every week, mm-hmm. but uh, it it picked up, and now I'm, you know, here. He We're here comes just about every. Sometimes
1: when I'm out of town, he I'm so does. Impressed.
2: Sometimes, <laughs> <A> strong encouragement. <laughs> you should go to church when I'm gone. Yes, dear. <laughs> I love it.
0: And do you guys usually go to the ten? Usually, usually the, the eight forty-five.
2: I grew up traditional in Coronado, and we didn't have a very good. Contemporary service, or at least mm-hmm. not one that I really remember. And I think it was on like a Saturday night, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to church on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe it was Sunday night, actually. Um, and so I just stuck with, you know, your traditional mm-hmm. service. And so that's what I wanted to experience here because mm-hmm. that's what I was used to. I actually, you guys have a good contemporary service. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. We just don't go very often. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah, you're just more comfortable and traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
2: Although I like being able to bring coffee in there.
0: I know. That's, that's <laughs> the perk of the 10 o'clock service. It is. It is.
2: <laughs> it's a
0: nice perk. I know. <laughs> well, why don't you guys tell us what you are involved in here at the church? What do you guys attend and how do you serve and which Shall, which are, shall which I start here? since
2: I don't have as much to say? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, so basically, I'm. An attendee. Now, I am a member. I became a member, I don't know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, again, at her behest. Yes. However, she was very patient. Like she understood like with something like this, it had to be my decision. Right, of course. Uh, I, she wasn't going to force me into it. Mm-hmm. And so she would bring it up once in a while mm-hmm. and encourage me, mm-hmm. but she never put in an ultimatum or, or forced me to do it. There was just a time at one point where I kind of said – I heard there was a one of those begin and grow classes yeah. Yeah, in like yeah, a yeah. month or whatever, and I was like, "All right, I think I might be ready to check that out." Mm-hmm. Of course, that brought a big smile to her face, yes. but it, it was it was very important, I guess, to both of us that it be on my terms. Yeah, of course. And it probably took me longer than she would have liked, <laughs> but I did come around. I'm I'm yeah. a little slow to accept things That's sometimes, okay. um, but so yes, I am a member. Um, and i attend michelle's growth group mm-hmm. uh, we both sorry we both attend michelle's growth group mm-hmm. on well today on mondays okay. at uh, was that 6 about 615 uh and that's been a lot of fun yeah. and she brings snacks so you know nice. I'm, I'm all about the food how uh, large is that growth group <laughs> uh, it's about 10 now it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty good cool. size and all it's, ages yeah. mo- well we're yeah. the youngest but so you could say all ages i suppose mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you guys still i i like it you know, when you're talking about the different things you're involved with, if someone's listening and they, and they think, "I want to be a part of a growth group," are you guys taking new members or is it closed?
2: I think she, I she think. brought in a few more, and then I think she did say it was officially closed. Mm-hmm. She Just would
1: because we're, we're in the library and it's we're kind cool. of at the yeah. point of like we have we have about the max number of chairs we mm-hmm. can fit around. But
2: I don't okay. I don't want to put words in her mouth since
1: she's right. the leader. And, but I'm pretty sure this is Michelle Whitney you're yes. talking about. And yes.
0: If someone one wants to be a part of a growth group. They can call or email her. And Absolutely, she can find another place for them. Absolutely, right. yeah. There's plenty. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, that's that's about where I'm at mm-hmm. in my church life. Mm-hmm. Although, and I just brought this up to her. Maybe within the last month. Um, so, slight backstory. I did go when I was in high school in in at Grand Memorial's youth group. I did go on a a week long mission trip to Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we, were it's a variety of things. Some some people went and played sports. Some did ministry. I wasn't comfortable with either of those, and so I actually, well, oddly enough, joined the construction crew. Oh, great! And so I'm, I'm not very good at t- with tools either, but uh, we built. Uh, we helped build the bathroom and maybe part of the kitchen of the church. Wonderful. Uh, which was an interesting experience, you know. Um, and of course my favorite part again, going back to food, was they invited they being the pastor and his wife, sorry. Huh. Uh actually invited just the construction crew to a complete homemade uh traditional Mexican dinner. Nice. Uh and it was oh it was phenomenal. It was delicious <laughs> and I ate too much. But at the end I was basically like, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to do any more mission trips. I'm good. And that's that was pretty that was much the end of it. That was we the end well of it.
0: Fed. Yes, and you were done. I was well
2: fed and I was done and it was it was a pretty good ex- – it wasn't a bad experience but uh, you know, I didn't have any need to go back and up until about a month or so ago, that, that was my firm position. And then uh, I think we were in the car or something and I kind of said to her, I might be starting to think about a La Jolla Prez mission trip
0: which one? Oh, belize you better believe it <laughs>
2: i'm i'm all about the the tropics in general we love going we to go hawaii and stuff <laughs> we probably
1: could
2: <laughs> probably and so and Belize sounded interesting uh and so i thought that would be uh, of the two that would be a good one to try pretty out awesome. so it, it's it's still mulling around but you know a, a change in attitude a change in my mind is probably the first step well, you'll so, love it. And I, I don't know where she is exactly in that idea, but...
0: She wants to go find the worms. <laughs> she wants to go find the worms.
2: That's right. She married one. Oh, wait. <laughs> I did.
0: Oh, you know, there's many things. There's many options in on that Belize Mission trip. It's not just construction. There's a lot of different things that we do. So right. there's a place for everybody. Excellent. I know. Excellent. Yeah. Very cool.
2: So, maybe in the near future, we will try that.
1: Good. That sounds great. All right, Jennifer. So obviously, I I go to the growth group as well. We actually tried this year. So on, on the topic of growth groups, we tried to start our own. Oh, okay. Because as as he mentioned, we're the youngest in that group. It's, uh-huh. You know, it's open to all ages, but we're we're the lone like couple. Well. Right now we're the lone couple. There's one one husband who still hasn't come that might theoretically. We're holding out hope, so he's not the only guy. But um, I think we're wait, also right the only, now. You're the only guy. I'm too. the only guy. <laughs> I love it.
2: And we're the only ones under fifty, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you, so we we tried to start you're a group. Quite the we man. were we were going to host <laughs> one at our house, um, break off from Michelle's group. Um, and, and host one at our house and we tried to, to make it like a young couple, you know, young-ish couples group thinking, you know, okay, we'll find other people that are in our age demographic and like have something, Mm -hmm. you know, some, some shared life, current stage of life experience with. Um, but the problem with people at about our age and stage of life is a lot of the more newly married couples already have babies and it's hard to do growth groups on a weekly basis when you have a baby it and is. bedtimes and mm-hmm. figuring that out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it was easier said than done. So we're, we're hap- happily Michelle held a place for us and, and you know, Good. it was like, well, if, if yours doesn't work out, we'd love to have you guys. So, yeah. So we're,
0: we're, so we're still back enjoying that. And that we that may evolve in the future. Some, you know, there may yeah.
1: be, yeah. you know, another opportunity well, we'll to start see. something. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But, um, Anyway, so yeah, so there's Growth Group. Um, my main involvement with the church is I'm on session, mm-hmm. um, so um, I serve on the board with all the elders, including the teaching elders, so mm-hmm. AKA pastors. Um, and so we meet about once a month. Um, and, How long have and you been on? Of, uh, this is my fourth year. Your fourth year. Okay. So yeah, so I served one three-year term, and then now so in the first year of, of my one. second three-year right, term. Right. Um, So we're, um, yeah. So I, and I really, I, I really enjoy being an elder. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I guess I, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect when I first got asked to be an elder. It was sort of a, am I old enough to be an elder? I was still, (laughs) I, it, it was actually, it may have been before we met, because I think I was already an elder Mm. when we met. So I, so so I was, I was not yet 30 and I'm going, you want me to be an elder? What, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, but no, I've, I've, I've grown to really love it. And it, it just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm such a planner and an organizer anyways, Mm -hmm. that just like being in the know of what's, what's going on and what's coming up with the church and, and just kind of on the inner workings of the church business. I I really do enjoy Mm -hmm. um, being a part of that and being a part of those discussions Mm. that are kind of forming what's coming next. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I I really do enjoy that. And then as, as being a member of session um, we all serve on a committee. And so I serve on the community life committee, um, which is, you know, serving the, community of the church. And so it's a fun committee, committee, but it's also a like kind of all encompassing committee. And I've, I've kind of realized that like, really, it tends to focus on like, okay, what's the next big event we have Mm -hmm. coming up. And so, so, so it's sort of um, tends to be event based, but Mm -hmm. again, that's sort of, okay, well, at least I have these things on my calendar and I can plan around them with, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm going to go visit family and all that stuff. Um, But it's been good. And it's kind of gotten me to help out sometimes with you know events that i might not have otherwise like the father-daughter dance or the you know um obviously we were at the harvest festival last weekend Mm -hmm. and that was super fun because i got to being on community life we our committee sort of ended up being more in the like volunteer coordinator so i got to just sort of hang out and meet and greet people Mm -hmm. and check on the volunteers and Mm -hmm. point everybody in the right place so Mm -hmm. so and i
2: helped
0: sell wristbands See, you're more involved than you think you are because she is on Community Life. <laughs> so it's you don't realize straight. it, but you're That's, going to all it, these things and uh-huh. helping her out with things. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> that is true.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> is true. You're,
0: you're saying, I'm just an attender. No, you're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we tend, to, we tend to go to a lot of things. So he And he went to his first men's men's retreat. That's true, this. too. Oh, That's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, again, another one of those things where when I first started the church – no interest in any of these extra things there's no way i was going to spend a weekend with a bunch of strange guys that i had no idea who they were and then i got to know some of them in particular uh james jim cedric cedric he, he was he was actually my uh my roommate for that weekend uh and so that was that was cool it was a lot of fun getting to even to you know to know him even more and just hang out and meet more of the guys and i'm glad i went Awesome. And I will probably go again. I may awesome. not go every year, but I will definitely go. Oh, you
0: know you're going to go every year. <laughs> Knock it off.
2: <laughs> I might, maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. You guys are yeah. so fun. Uh, well, why don't you share a little bit more about your faith journey? William, you already started a little bit talking about that. But when did you first come to kind of a realization of faith in your life?
2: Um, I suppose it's kind of a 2 part. Well, kind of a two-parter. Um, so, again, growing up, uh, going to church, I had that background. Now, my family was not like super religious. Uh, we didn't uh, like pray before meals or anything like that. In fact, I'm still – it's a story for another day. I'm still uncomfortable with that whole thing of, of I don't like praying out loud, period. I just don't. Uh, and so just the whole concept of praying before a meal is foreign to me even even today. its I'm getting better at it or, or with it. but. It's it's just a foreign thing, it, you know. It, it's kind of uncomfortable because I spent my first thirty plus years not doing it, sure. you know, and it was kind of a big change. So, but she so she does most of that. But I but <laughs> she she kind of gives me those looks every once. She says, "Your turn." So go, okay, <laughs> fine. But That's the way you learn, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my mom took my brother and me to church every week. Uh, she actually worked in the nursery. Mm. Uh, my dad never went to church, but he uh, he always expected us to tell him about the sermon when we got home. So that was his way of t- checking to make sure we listened. Um, and uh, so so that was that was kind of the start. Uh, we did starting in middle school. Uh, we went to Forest Home. Uh, we had a winter camp and a summer camp. And so I I don't remember if I ever went to the summer camp, but I did do the winter camp mm-hmm. uh, many years throughout. Middle and high school, so sixth grade um, was actually my first time at Forest Home, and we had a speaker. and I don't remember much of the weekend uh, or the speaker, but I remember them, you know, calling people who wanted to come to the Lord. Um, and I sat there because I didn't want to go up. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of my other, you know, friends and and people from the church went up, and someone from behind me like poked and probably Said, "You should go up there with them. <laughs> you just just go." And so I I went up and kind of went through the motions, but
0: yeah.
2: it wasn't me. Right, right. It you didn't know, have it, meaning at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and but I didn't really, I, I you know, I got to the end. I was like, okay, fine, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 a Christian. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, and mm-hmm. and all of this, but. It didn't stick well with Mm -hmm. me in the coming years because as I got older and I looked back on it, I started to realize it wasn't my decision. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't the one kind of like with becoming a member of the church. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the one who decided to go up. Mm -hmm. And so in 10th grade, um, I was there again, same place, and they called for people who wanted to come up and so – I, I actually voluntarily went up and yeah. I call it because I did go through it in sixth grade I call it i reaffirmed sure, you know sure. my my yeah, faith yeah. rather than a first time coming to but it felt a lot better and it felt a lot more meaningful and so that was that was where I kind of made it official because like I said I grew up with it right you know right and so though. yeah exactly right, cool. yeah so that's that's kind of where my story picked up from there was Mm -hmm. was 10th grade uh forest home Mm -hmm. forest home was a lot of fun too it's a good place yeah we it was one year we had so much snow that the power went out because the what because the snow gathered on all the all the wires and and so that was interesting no heat in (laughs) in you know a foot of snow that you're trying to walk around in so it was was a fun experience
0: (laughs) (laughs) but they uh and they they just kept you there for the weekend still
2: yeah. The, I mean, the, the power went out like point? the the day we were leaving or, okay. or, the, or the night before okay. maybe. So, so it wasn't, wasn't – yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't too bad. And it was only a weekend. Like, summer yes. camp was like a week and right. winter camp. I don't know if they still do it that way. Yes. But yes. is that how it still yes. is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, so. good place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh Very cool. It was a great little weekend.
1: All right, Jennifer. How about you? Tell us about your faith journey. So um, my faith journey kind of starts – I guess before me, so my, um, my mom's parents grew up in, or are from Ohio and, um, my mom grew up in the church and I, I think mostly Presbyterian church, actually. Um, my dad grew up Jewish. Um, and so he, he was forced to go through the bar mitzvah process, Um, but he hated it. Mm. And he basically, after he was done with his bar mitzvah, he said, never again, you know, I'm never going to temple again. Mm. I'm done with religion. And, um, to this day is an adamant atheist and thinks that religion is like the worst thing that's ever happened to the world. Mm. And, um, and they still live in. So my, my dad's still in West LA, the same house he's been in since before I was born. Um, my mom's still in Simi Valley. Okay. So they, they divorced. So when you're three, when I was just before I turned three, actually. Yeah. So they were married for seven years total. Mm-hmm. Um, but in counseling within six months, I mean, mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. yeah, they never should have gotten married, but I'm grateful that they did because mm-hmm. I exist. Um, right. and this reminds me <laughs> that maybe you should tell everyone your maiden name. Because oh yes.
0: That's, that may be how a lot of people know you. Still. Yes. Uh,
1: Gottenstein, Jennifer Gottenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I did keep it. In my name, but I super buried it because it's long and hard to pronounce and hard to spell. So I hyphenated it with my middle name, so my middle name is now technically Rose Hyphen-Gottenstein. Oh. Okay. Um, so I still have Gottenstein in there because it's on all my degrees sure. and it's on my first couple of publications for my research. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's an important you know. part of your history, your background. heritage, But good, solid Jewish name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so my so Um, with, with my dad being such a strong atheist, um, my, my mother having grown up in the church was like, well, you know, I want to baptize my baby. Mm -hmm. And, um, my father was adamantly against it. Never, you know, he had religion forced on him and he didn't want to do that to a child. So, um, I wasn't baptized as a baby. Um, I'm sure my mom probably wasn't involved in a church when she was married to my dad, but after the divorce, she found a divorce support group um, what turned out to be the Presbyterian church in Burbank. Um, so we went there when, from when I was like preschool age ish. Um, and then when it was time for me to start kindergarten, we lived, um, technically in Sun Valley. It was like right on the edge of Burbank, but it was, um, just outside the Burbank school district zone. And so the school that I would have gone to was in LA Unified, and it was in, like, this super, like, gang-ridden area, and my mm. my mother was like, there's no way I am leaving my five-year-old child at this place mm. all day that I don't even feel safe driving to. Like, right. Like, that's just not going to happen. So I ended up going... She had to fight my father in court to get me to go to really? this private Christian school. Wow. But I went to a school called Village Christian for kindergarten and first grade, and like the first month of second grade before we moved to Simi Valley. Um, so I had some exposure. We went, I remember having chapel um, mm-hmm. at Village Christian. Um, and I, I had exposure between that and then going to the Presbyterian church and being in Sunday school. And my mom would teach in the Sunday school. And there were two little boys that lived um, two houses down. And um, we carpooled a lot and went to school together and went to church together and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so I, I had that early exposure and then we moved to Simi Valley, which is like super wasp central. There's a church on every other corner. <laughs> um, but we went to the one Presbyterian church in Simi Valley, which was kind of across, um, across town from where our house was. Um, and we went maybe twice and my mom just felt like not at all welcomed. Mm. It was just kind of cold and antisocial mm. and and so we, yeah, we went a couple times. I like, I, I was, I, I formed some weird habits. I think from Village Christian of like, oh no, but you have to go to church, and this is the, this huh. is what you do on Sunday. And so um, I was all geared up to go, but then yeah, after a couple times, mom was like, nah, I, I don't think we'll go back. Mm-hmm. So rather than like going to a different church on a different corner, we just didn't go to church mm-hmm. um, after that point, and so sort of fell away. And um, we would usually go to my grandparents' church on Easter, um, which I remembered really enjoying. To to this day, um, the the Easter hymn "Christ the Lord is Risen Today" is still oh, my favorite. It's a hymn. great one, right? Um, but yeah, they even my grandparents kind of hopped around because my grandpa would get involved in like leadership in the church and then get frustrated with hmm. some of the politics of the church, and so sure. then they would <laughs> then they would end up leaving that church and uh. going to a different one. So they have changed a couple of times, but um, but yeah, I I remembered that, and it was actually my senior year of college that both both Christmas and Easter that year, I sort of felt this like tug hmm. back towards God that started with Christmas, um, was actually Christmas day at my, I I was at my dad's house, which was unusual. Um, I usually, to get through all the family and the step family and the, you know, various things, I, it usually flowed that we did Christmas Eve with my stepdad's family, Christmas day with my mom's extended family. And then day after Christmas, I would, I would spend with my dad and, Mm. um, and his girlfriend. And it, just scheduling worked out differently that year and so Christmas Day I was at my dad's, which felt unusual, and it was just this weird, like fragmented meal of like, you know, okay, well assembly line in the kitchen and mm-hmm. then, you know, and so it was like we didn't even all sit down together mm-hmm. and, it didn't I feel just, like Christmas. and it didn't feel like Christmas mm-hmm. and it just it broke my heart and I had to like go in my room and cry a little mm-hmm. bit and then come back and eat dinner. And how old were and you? I was I was a senior in high school, a so I was seventeen. In high yeah. Um yeah. So it just, it, there, there was something that didn't sit well with that. There was no prayer. There was no, I mean, and, and again, I, we didn't, during most of the year, we, we didn't say prayers before dinner or anything mm-hmm. either. It was, but like holiday meals, that was, that was what you do. You gather with your family and, mm-hmm. and you pray and thank God and, and, you know, enjoy the time together. And it just, it just didn't sit well. And then that Easter, Um, a friend from summer theater camp had invited me. She was, she was doing the spotlight for this, um, production at, um, at a church that they were doing like this big, like passion play basically. And so I went to that and it was just like so Mm. powerful and moving. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this, this is why I'm a Christian. Like I, I still like, even though I haven't been to church in years and I, you know, I, I still ultimately like I'm a Christian that's, that's what I believe. And so. I, I was like, okay, well, you know, getting ready to start mm-hmm. college, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll find a Christian group in college. And so my freshman year I, I went and I, I looked around and I went to a few different things and it just, I, I felt so much like an outsider still, mm-hmm. cause it was all these kids that had been in high school youth group and they knew mm-hmm. all the things and they, you know, it's just, it, it just didn't feel like I was a part of that group. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it never really stuck Um, and so I, I went to churches here and there and, um, occasionally on Sunday, but with college you're busy and, you know, Mm -hmm, most of the time you just don't. And so then when I was starting the master's, so it's the, at UCSD, the, or at least in biology, the only master's they have is a contiguous program where you've already been doing research, um, as a undergraduate, and then you continue doing research in that same lab Mm -hmm. into the bath the master's program but it's sort of very isolated too then because there's no master's program you don't have you don't know any of the other master's students so it's just you're the one master's student in your lab with a bunch of people who mostly already have their PhDs and know a lot more than you so it's very isolating and um, I, I went to at the beginning of that year the the grad student orientation and it just so happens that a postdoc in my lab walked up to the table for the graduate Christian fellowship just as I, I was there talking to them and it was like, Oh, you're, hmm. you're in this group. Okay. Cause she, she'd already done her grad school um, at UCSD as well before hmm. starting her postdoc in our lab. Um, and I like, I totally made a bet. Like I spilled my lemonade on their pile of flyers and she showed up with more <laughs> flyers, like right. At the, it was like this whole thing. But anyway, so I went to, I started going to a small group with her and hmm. I, I, All the time I believed, but just I hadn't gotten plugged into any sort of Christian community. Mm. And that was really the first time. So I went to a small group and, um, eventually got more involved in that. Even after I graduated, I, I continued going to small groups through Mm. the, the graduate Christian fellowship. And, and that was actually, it was a a Bible study, the, the small group meeting through that, where I got the the tip about the parking garage and, (laughs) and, you know, made my way, made my way here. But, um. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, the, the Graduate Christian Fellowship really was important too because that was what allowed me. I had a peer community mm-hmm. in that group, even though I I didn't go the PhD route. But and most of the people at the time were PhD students, mm-hmm. but um, there were that I felt like I had a peer community in that, and and of course, everybody knew way more than me about the Bible and everything in that group, but I didn't feel intimidating somehow mm-hmm. at that point. It was like, everybody was also struggling with school and lab mates and, and things. And there was, there was a camaraderie there mm-hmm. that was like, everybody was equally vulnerable, but, but that pure community, even after I was no longer a student, um, kind of enabled me to become a member of this church because you know as most people look around there aren't a lot of whole whole lot of people in their 20s at this church yes I always felt like I was the only one um and I usually was (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um but it was okay because I had a peer community elsewhere Mm -hmm. and even as I in later years kind of stepped away from being involved with the graduate christian fellowship it was sort of at that point I at least had, you know, had joined a growth group here or that, I, I think that was kind of the swap of, I'm going to step away from this and, you mm. know, get more involved. And, and I went to a growth group at Jeff Pearson's house back in the oh, day. Yeah. Um, when he was here and then, yeah, I've kind of, I, I, led one for a little bit with some other women Yeah, that was, For a while, just two of us, but it it works out. It It works out. out.
0: You know, it makes me think. uh, Do you have just a little bit you want to share about uh, people talk about science and faith? You know that there's a disparity there sometimes, or some people see that or think that, and even uh, William, with you being a math person, um, the being STEM people, do you guys have some thoughts about that science and faith? So,
2: funny you should get that question right because of the whole steam project (laughs) so she can she can talk mostly about that me being a teacher we've got that of course separation of you know church and state and so i don't get those questions and i don't especially in school i don't Mm -hmm. talk about it now Mm -hmm. there have been a couple occasions where a kid would ask me if I go to church or if I was a Christian or or you know do I believe in God and I would absolutely answer. Yes, I would absolutely answer, but I would tiptoe and and I'd basically have to say if you want if you want to talk more about this I'm happy to but we need to do it after school mm-hmm. you know because I there's just you, you can't get right, involved right, with that right, with sure. with mm-hmm. you have to respect everybody else's yeah. beliefs or non-beliefs yes. or whatever wherever they are in their life and keep it you know a an appropriate and comfortable environment yes. and so i would i had no problem answering their questions mm-hmm. but i wouldn't take it further than that mm-hmm. without at least saying it need, and no one ever came by mm-hmm. um but that's okay mm-hmm. you know maybe someday someone will
1: right
2: but outside of that Steam Project <laughs> plug. So
1: i i actually i feel like it's unfortunately a lot of people who do grow up in the church struggle with it a lot mm. because and and i've i've learned some things in my involvement with the Steam Project, um, which I'll explain in a yes, minute. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but no, for me, I was very fortunate since I didn't go to church for all of my schooling years, pretty much um, after first grade. Um, I, I wasn't in kind of burdened with the idea of, oh, well, you have to pick faith or science. Mm -hmm. Um, That was never anything that was pushed on me. Um, And then I had my, my biology teacher in high school. I had her for, for regular like college prep biology. And then again for AP biology. Um, And she was a Christian. And so she, you know, again, not wanting to really tiptoe that line, but just when, you know, we did our section on evolution, she kind of, um, just in, in a very small way, you know, it was like, well, there, you know, that there was some sort of force that, that started that initial life form and for her, that was God. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and so that just having that ever so small seed it was never an issue for me which it feels like evolution is always the big one that everybody's Mm -hmm. like well that can't possibly be Mm -hmm. true if god is true and why why not god is so much bigger than that sure um so i i um i never personally struggled with it but of course being a scientist and believing in a christian faith it's one of the most common things you get asked of well well how how can you be a Christian and a a scientist? That just doesn't make sense because, you know, science and faith are, are, they they don't agree with each other and they're, they're in conflict or something. Um, So I was at, um, so my, my mom also didn't go to church for a lot of years after I got involved here um, and was baptized here in Mm -hmm. 2013 and, and became a member and all of that. I, I kind of felt like I, I really wanted that for my mom because I'd found a community here and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I wanted her to have a community. So I was like, well, I really, I, I kind of like the PCUSA. Let's see if there's any PCUSA churches. And I knew that She hadn't liked the, the Presbyterian church we'd gone to and see me, but there was one just over the hill in Park. So I got her, Mm. I was like, well, I'll, I'll go with you on a weekend when I'm I'm visiting. And so we went and she, she totally, she loved it and she just like stayed and now she works in the nursery and she does all this stuff. So, um, so she was, she was going to church there and so one weekend when I was up visiting, um, I went to Well, I think she was actually working in the nursery, but I, I went to church Mm -hmm. while she was in Mm -hmm. the nursery and they had this guest speaker person who was like doing a Sunday school thing between the two church Mm -hmm. services or whatever it was. Um, and he was talking about, uh, it was sort of about science and faith. I Mm -hmm. I think it was, I think it was actually something about, it was like science and C.S. Lewis, which I think Mm -hmm. he wrote a book on. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the speaker was Greg Kutzono. Um, and so I went up and talked to him and I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a biologist and, you know, I'm involved with this Presbyterian church in, in San Diego and La Jolla and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, well, I'm doing this, you know, science and faith thing for emerging adults. And it, so, so the acronym is STEAM, sci- yeah. science and theology for emerging adult ministries. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, I'd love to talk to you more and maybe encourage you to, to apply for our program and. And so that sort of it was sort of like, well, that was kind of interesting. Mm. And coincidentally, I had already had an appointment with Paul, um, mm. Pastor Paul, that upcoming week to talk to him because I was serving as an elder and I wanted to talk to him about, like, what can we do for, like, people my age, you yeah, know, sure. that are younger yeah. at this church? And it was like, well, this thing just sort of fell in my lap. Maybe mm. we should look into it. And so... Funny um, how that works. It, yes. it is. It is. <laughs> um, so I'm also one of the one of my other small groups um, that I'm in with Pastor Paul is a uh, academic discussion group, Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of the uh, professor types at our church organized it and were gracious enough to include me. I'm the only I'm I'm the youngest person by far in that room and probably the least educated person (laughs) in that room. They um, all have extreme PhDs. I, I mean there's, there's a couple <laughs> if there's, there's such a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple of engineers and there's a couple of people with multiple PhDs right. in there. So it's just it, it can be overwhelming. But but it's a great group and I always I, I almost always love our discussions yes. and it's it's very stimulating. But um, we sort of use that as our, our launching point of like, let's discuss it with all these people that mm-hmm. have all this knowledge and all these networks of, you know, other academic types that um, that they know. So And for a while, our church brought in. Yeah, so we so so then we applied for this grant. So we we Mm -hmm. brainstormed, um, put together this this application, applied for a grant, got a bunch of funding, um, and and it was through who? And it was um, so it was through this the organization called the Steam Project, which was organized through a group at um, it's called the Star Office Science and Theology something or another um at fuller for fuller theological seminary and then they got this like big grant from the john templeton foundation um and then were able to award sub sub award grants to um a whole bunch of different groups i think there were like 30 ish mm. um and some of them were small grants and some of them were very large grants And nurse was kind of in the middle mm-hmm. um but um yeah, it was great. So then we had a budget so we could provide food to attract the college yes, and graduate yes. students because I knew that's what it would take. Yes. Um, and we we got a whole variety of speakers. We tried to diversify mm-hmm. our, our broad view of science, um, quote unquote, um, and, and include... You know, we included a mathematician and we included Mm -hmm. a theologian as well. And we included social scientists and Mm -hmm. um, just tried to... Geologists, I remember, right? Yeah, it was fascinating. Mm -hmm. So... Um yeah, so and all those podcasts are, are well they're not podcasts, but their videos are still available on the website, on the on the church website. So I think it's just ljpress.org slash steam. You can still see all those videos mm-hmm. um of our speakers. But they were they were really great events and I keep getting asked if we're gonna have more and I really yeah. would like to. At some point maybe, but, right. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, just organizing them and also just finding more speakers. Yeah, like sure. we 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 worked very hard to organize and try to get all the different fields represented and mm. found somebody mm. for everything and all of these, you know, specific dates that we'd kind of proposed mm. for our grant um, timeline. And then once that was over, it was like, well, I exhausted a lot of my resources of people <laughs> sure that I knew. So, <laughs> But um, at the
0: right time, God at will some bring, point. you at know, some if there's supposed point, to yeah, be something we'll, else.
1: We'll, yeah, We'll uh, get, get somebody back in. Right. But it was, it, it was really a great program. And I think just in participating, um, in that I, um, so they, they asked as part of the program at the beginning of the project. And then again, at the end of the project that you send both a scientist and, and, a, a ministry person to this conference. So Mike Sedgwick yes. came with me. Um, I got to go as the scientist, um, and kind of organizer of the project. Um, but we went at the beginning and then again at the end mm-hmm. and just learned a lot just about what, what is the the dialogue with science and faith right now. And, um, and so that's where I, you know, you, you hear things about what are the big problems and some, sometimes it's just, you know, educating the educators. Mm. Um, so some of the, the new outreach things they're doing are more, you know, getting more science classes into seminaries and things, because it turns out that, uh, youth pastors are actually some of the worst in terms of believing that science and faith are in conflict. And you just have to, you know, gear up the youth to, to be guarded and be able to fight back against the evils of science. Um, so yeah. So just learning things like that, it's, it's like, okay, well that seems like an easy fix. Yeah. That thinking is kind of of foreign to
0: us as Presbyterians because we, we like science and we like faith. Yes. We like both. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good stuff. Well, thank you for all of that that you do to enrich our faith. It really does. Yeah. When you hear these amazing people speak about their specialty mm-hmm. and how that fits with their faith, it encourages our faith. It yeah. really
1: does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, and, and more
2: so, some of them talked on, on their struggle uh-huh. and falling away from faith mm-hmm. because of their profession sure, or sure. other outside forces. And then – struggling to come back to it and so it's it wasn't always i'm a this and i'm a this and it's great and i I never had a problem sometimes it was i was this and uh, for years i Mm -hmm. it was counterintuitive to have both Mm -hmm. and so i gave up on the faith and i was an atheist one of them actually i think did admit to being an atheist for a while
1: i think at least a couple of
2: yeah and then Started to realize again something was missing, and they started to come to terms with them. And so it, it brings in that humanity yes. of so important. they weren't perfect, Right. and being able to manage both together perfectly mm-hmm. and wonderfully, and all of that. Mm-hmm. You had that nitty gritty, you know, down to earth. We're all struggling yeah. with this, yeah. and that. we're gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Can you get back up? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and some of the the other thing, I mean, just. It's hard to, it's hard to look at the beauty of nature and not see God. And that Amen was, to that. that was Great. one of the, that was one of the funny things at the last conference they, sh- they shared, you know, okay, what, what do, what do scientists need to know about pastors and what do pastors mm. need to know about scientists? And one of the, one of the big things for, for the scientist side is, you know, that we feel God more in nature. And I think that's true of everybody to some extent, but just. You know, I mean, for, for us, we got, we didn't get married in the church. We got married outside mm-hmm. because we both just felt like we wanted to be outside. Mm-hmm. We wanted mm-hmm. to have the beauty of San Diego yeah. that, you know, we live in. And so we found a beautiful little garden. It was beautiful. That's right. Yeah, it was great. Felt mm-hmm.
2: tropical and yes. the weather couldn't have been better. And it was a beautiful was, day. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was.
0: Yeah. It was definitely. Okay. Just a couple of quick little questions to get to know you guys better before we close.
1: Um, do you guys have any pets? We do. We have two little <laughs> girls. Um, we actually have two rats. You do? I yes. had a rat growing up two, named two Pet Snow rats. Rats. Snowflake. Snowflake. <laughs> Was she white? White, of uh,
2: course. Ours are kind of a brownish gray uh-huh. named uh, Algebra.
0: Uh-huh. Cute. Yeah.
2: And uh, Jean Grey oh, from lovely. the X-Men. I love it. Yes. And they, yes. Are, they are very sweet. They
0: are very sweet one animals. Of, one of I them, them more that. cuddly
2: than the other. Yes, but. Uh, they cuddly.
0: Animals yeah. and kissy animals. They can they be, are. yeah. People don't yeah. believe
2: that, but they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what we've noticed. Is it's one of those uh, polarizing things. You either know. think they're the most adorable and cutest things in the whole wide world, yeah. or hey, we have rats. You what? <laughs> you mean you mean as pets? <laughs> oh. <laughs> or do you mean like buried under your house? I you know, know breeding. <laughs> yes. No, they're very sweet animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're cute and i think we do at some point once we actually have a house we we've talked about maybe getting a dog or two but living in a condo wouldn't do them justice uh-huh. right now so right now indoor animals so yes. we we love our two little maybe
0: but not while well, you have the rats. No. no while well, we have the rats. <laughs> Definitely not. Growing up, we had two cats and I had the rat. So the rat just lived in the guest bedroom. <laughs> and when I would get the rat out, I would have to close the doors and oh, be yeah. very cautious about that whole yes. situation. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure there wasn't a cat hiding in the room, you know. All right. So uh, what was your worst job experience in high school
1: or college? Do you guys have a memory of that? So for me, um, it didn't last very long, but, um, I think what, maybe about the second summer in college, I, I was, I was going to get a job and, um, and so I interviewed a couple places. I ended up with a job at Target. Um, and I worked for a couple, like it wasn't terrible, Uh but I worked for a couple weeks and I had this like series of over a weekend and it was like six or seven hours a day for like four days in a row. And just like, Target, th- people buy weird things, you know I mean? There's like <laughs> yes. laundry detergent and like clothing and you know, so it's a weird combination of things, but you're, so you're like standing there and you're moving stuff. Well, after that, I, I finally had my day off. I like went for a swim. It was great. And by the time I got home and got in the shower, my back was done uh-huh. and my back just totally spasmed. And that was it. I, I did my two weeks in, at no Target more, and no I was like, retail. I can't, I, I can't, <laughs> my back is out. I am done. Like that was it. So I I'm done. I, have I, to learned, I learned very, <laughs> very quickly that I was not cut out for retail. I love it.
0: Oh, that's so yeah. funny. <laughs> William, do you, did you have a story?
2: Well, so nice thing for me is, is I, so I worked two jobs in high school um, and I loved them both. Uh, in part, I, both, both of my bosses, I already knew from the community and both of them came to me asking if I wanted a job. I did not have to apply. I did not have to give a resume. Yes. Easy, I did easy. not have to interview. It was, it was pretty awesome. So one of them, um, through the, the, Guy that I mentioned, who left Graham and uh, you know at that time, uh, and was also a, a, a Bible study leader for for young adults, uh, Roger. He was a software engineer. Uh, he owned his own little company and asked me to be a software tester. Cool. And so, I I did that while I was in high school and uh, into college. Uh, and so that was that was a, a fun job, a great job. I was also the gopher, so anytime they needed peanuts or ding-dongs, I would be sent to the store with money and come back with, with junk food. I mean carrots and healthy food. <clears throat> um, and then my other job was uh, – well, so I started when I was 10 years old. I started taking karate. My brother was 7. I was 10, and we started doing karate. And by the time I was about mm, 14, 15, um, our sensei, our karate instructor – asked me to volunteer and so i volunteered with kids classes Mm -hmm. and then within a year i was actively and and fully teaching karate classes uh to everyone from four and five year olds to high school and then even eventually i was teaching adults like people who were twice my age so
0: what's your belt
2: I'm I am a third degree uh black belt. You are and I haven't I haven't done karate for well over a decade now. But you
0: will forever be a third degree bat- that's, black belt. That's right. That's right. I will take <laughs> I can't take you at that program. <laughs> that's right. My my brother
2: actually owns the karate studio now oh, and, really? and he is the he still teaches to this day. Cool. Yeah, I was in Coronado. Uh the uh the Sensei uh wrote a book on on Palestine and Israeli relations because he was I don't remember which one he was. He sorry, he was one of them. He was one of them, <laughs> uh, but he was he was doing book tours and stuff, and and just didn't have time to be in the in the dojo life, the karate school life, and so he offered uh, to my brother David to buy it out. Wow! And so he did, and so he's been teaching ever since and cool. and stuff. So yeah, so I did that for a good probably almost eight years before. And I would have kept doing it except when I got into the uh, teaching credential program, we were also interning at a school. Mm-hmm. And so I was interning at the Preuss School, which was on the UCSD campus. And between that during the day and then evening classes, mm-hmm. I barely even had time to attend, let alone teach. So unfortunately, I had to make a choice. Yes. So I so I had to give that up. Yeah, yeah. But it helped found give me the foundation of wanting to be a teacher because sure. – I had all those years of, I like to say, yelling at kids and beating them. Of course. Of course. Disclaimer, I did not actually beat children. No,
0: you did beat them, though, because you That's probably won. If you did practice it. matches, you probably won. His, right? his,
1: his brother talks about that. He loves his job. But other people pay, pay him to beat their children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh.
2: But it was, it was a lot of fun. He actually, I don't know if he still does this, but for a while he would host birthday parties there. And he had a samurai sword and so when it came time to cutting the cake, oh, he would take the samurai sword and actually cut the cake Perfect. with it. And if the kids were old enough, he would actually let them yeah. – I mean he would still of course yeah, control yeah. it but yeah. they would get to Safety hold the blade burst. and uh-huh, – and, and <laughs> help cut their cake cool. with it so that was a cool little that's fun you know extra thing yes so. so
0: maybe one day if you guys choose to have children your kids will go to that studio it
2: is possible <laughs> we we have discussed uh, the idea of of what we want our kids to do if yes. if and when the time comes and how are we going to raise them in terms of You know, public school or private school, church or no church, uh, outside activities, you know, homework. What's the priority? You know, so so we've had some of those discussions, which I
0: samurai sword in the birthday cake or no samurai sword in the birthday cake? That's right. (laughs) 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 Definitely in the cake. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. What is the best thing about being married? Since you guys, I guess you're not newlyweds anymore, but we can call you that.
1: Silence. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I mean, just you know, really, just doing life together, mm-hmm. having you know, knowing that you've got someone to do life together and and think think through things with, look mm-hmm. forward to, you know, yeah, how are we going to raise our kids or you know what mm-hmm. whatnot. But also, I mean, just you know, sometimes it's the little things. It's the you know, the hug and kiss when I get home, and mm-hmm. you know, having the coffee already brewed when I. Wake up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I make good coffee.
0: Yes. Paul's the coffee maker in our house, too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, everything she said. Everything she said. Okay. Good.
2: Um, um, never disagreeing with her, of course. We've, we've, we've never, <laughs> bickered ad- oh, never, yeah. never bickered at all. Never, never bickered. I roll, I roll, wink, wink. <laughs> 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 but we we continue every day to learn about each other and and grow and having so having at least some form of christian background before even knowing each other i think definitely helped you know start off our our marriage mm-hmm. correctly you know mm-hmm. having that that foundation yes, right. of well, yeah. even even at a minimum even if it was nothing more than just going to church for mm-hmm. a few years it's mm-hmm. it's a foundation from which we can build upon mm-hmm. And thankfully we have both had more than just that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and from her side, she actually had, well, I guess kind of from both of our sides, we had that other side of not going to church either by force or by choice, mm-hmm. you know, um, and realizing kind of what we were missing. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. it's definitely helped.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, for me, especially growing up with divorced parents, like, it's it's important to me to <laughs> invest in my marriage because I I plan on keeping it till the end of my life and not having She likes to say, my... say I'm stuck with her. Yeah. Right. It's a good thing. <laughs> Can't get that rid of her. True. Darn. But yes. yeah, we we we're, we're trying to invest in our marriage though and it helps we we invited some lovely folks from church to our wedding and yes. and received some <laughs> some great uh, marriage books so many books (laughs) (laughs) from some of our our wedding guests so so we've been we've been starting to read some of them so that's that's helpful too just you know kind of trying to anticipate potential future problems Mm -hmm. before their problems Mm -hmm. and you know learning how to how to be in in the marriage and you know living for each other and not just for ourselves Mm -hmm. so we're working on it. You guys it's are a a great match. Are.
2: I, I will also say she is an awesome cook. Oh, well, there thankfully, you go. she is She's she is amazing. And I and I I love to cook and bake. I just don't do it very often. Uh-huh. So when I when I do, I I can I can. Yeah. Make a mean scrambled egg or, or fried egg. She loves my fried eggs and my oh bacon. Good. Actually, I'm learning her. She has a particular style with fried eggs. But uh, I make very good bacon. So, But she makes some amazing meals. And then I'm in charge of the dishes because oh, yeah. we, we've actually found kind of a natural split where I, I wouldn't say I enjoy doing them. But like doing the laundry, uh-huh. she hates laundry and she hates dishes. Uh-huh. And I am happy to take those on. And so I do those. And uh, she does most of the cooking, and you know, kind of takes care of some of the other yeah. household stuff. In which I, I, I can't stand cleaning the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I still do it sometimes, or at least parts of it. But uh-huh. I, I hate cleaning the the bathroom, and <laughs> and I don't think she likes it very much either. But she kind of takes that. that on a little more more willingly than I am, you know. Yes. Uh, and so, but and you conquer. know, divide and conquer exactly. <laughs> yes. And so we find ways to support each other and. There are times if if I'm sick or I've just had a really bad day or something or sh- or whatever she'll she'll take on the dishes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or if if we have house guests coming over, I will bite the bullet and I will get down on my hands and knees and I will scrub the heck yes, out of that toilet, yes, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, and and we take turns vacuuming so and and stuff. So yeah, all in all, it works out well and we learn how to support each other and and you know
1: uh, and I, yeah i mean i think I, we we do complement each other i'm i'm very i tend to be very busy and very active and very <laughs> she's you she's know, very just, type a yes i am and and he is far more patient than i am um and but he he also sometimes you know g- tells me to slow down and you know it helps encourages me to take a break and yes. and stop cuz i get i i get burned out
2: so. i am very type b i'm so type b i'm type z <laughs> <laughs>
0: You guys are a good match. You compliment each other well. Try she
2: helps back. push me that's when back. I don't want to be pushed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you slow her down. I, I try. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, I I thank for you for us. inviting us. It was fun having you guys. It was fun.
1: I enjoyed
0: it. Thank you, Adams, for joining me on the LJPC Conversations podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast has been produced by me, Shannon Cunningham, and our wonderful Director of Communications, Jim Sedgwick.